Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. In this segment, in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment, we are featuring Peachtree Station in the heart of Peachtree Corners, uh, just uh, west of Norcross. And who is Rivian or what is Rivian and why can't it sell its cars in the state of Georgia? The most significant economic development project in the state of Georgia, I believe in Georgia's history, and they're not going to be able to sell cars directly to folks in Georgia. And is that house you are looking to buy, is it a flip? And if it is a flip, is there something that you need to be aware of? Just got word that opened door in North Carolina that the real estate commission took some action against them to actually take away their brokerage license in the state of North Carolina. I believe that that was reinstated, but they also took some disciplinary action with one of the listing agents. I'm just giving a little bit of surface details, but what happened is the state says, hey, you're buying homes, you're not disclosing to the future owners the things you or the prior owners knew about the home. And so if you are taking advantage of buyers, we think you're taking advantage of buyers. We're not going to let you do that in the state of North Carolina. If you can have a big company like Open Door that would have that problem, the reality is you could definitely have that from a little local flipper. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. Don't forget, we want to connect. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas with us, and we'd love you to do that. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Why would you want to subscribe to our podcast? Because you can listen to all segments of the show on your time. You can listen at night. You can listen as you drive to work. You can listen whenever you want to. Go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on subscribe to podcast. We're available on every major podcasting network. This week in our neighborhood spotlight segment, we're featuring Peachtree Station in Peachtree Corners, if you're heading north on 141 or what is called Peachtree Parkway, um, basically you'll turn left on uh, Peachtree Corners Circle. And as you go past the uh, office area where you have the one or two story office buildings, Peachtree Station will be on your left and your right. It's a very big neighborhood, over 700 homes, if I remember correctly. In the last three years, 2019, there were 28 sales out of 717 houses. Uh, remember, our average turn rate should be somewhere around 7%, uh, which would be 70 houses, which means Peachtree Station has less than half of a normal turnover rate for a neighborhood. means people must like living there. took 26 days on average to sell a home. The average sales price was $436,000, which ranged from $358,000 up to $499,000. Homes sold for 99% of their list price. In 2020, the market was a little softer. There was 26 homes sold for the year in that neighborhood. They took 50 days. So it went from 26 days and it took to, to get a contract on the house in 2019 up to 50 days in 2020. Average sales price, 443000 So just an increase of 8000 over the year before. They ranged from a low of 350000 to a high of uh, 550000 The average sales price to list price ratio was 98.3%. What does that mean? It means your average home seller had to discount their house 1.7% in order to entice a buyer to go under contract on the home. Now, 2021, different story altogether, 37 homes, uh, which beat the 28 in, in homes sold in 2019, the 26 homes sold in 2020, a total of 37, took 20 days on average, went from 50 days 
down to 20 days on the market from 2020 to 2021. Average sales price, $521,000, which is an increase of almost 80 thousand dollars over the average sale price in 2022 they range from a low of 412,500 up to a high of 600 and almost fifty thousand dollars average sales price to list price ratio 101 percent meaning the average home seller who put their home on the market in Peachtree station and listen to this Peachtree station homeowners sold their home for 1.1 percent more than the list price how should that help you well the reality is if you're going to put your home on the market that should help you from a pricing strategy standpoint to determine exactly where your price needs to be. And I would guess in 2022, average sales price to list price ratio will be even higher than 101.2. 1.2 months worth of inventory in the neighborhood now, three homes for sale. They range from a low asking price of 600,000 up to a high ask price of 675,000. There's 1.2 months worth of inventory. What does that mean? If you have less than four months worth of inventory, we believe that you're in a seller's market. The lower the number gets, the closer to zero it gets, the more of a screaming seller's market you are in. So 1.2 months worth of inventory is a very good, strong seller's market in that area. All right. If we look at um, the home values all the way back to 2012, the average home sold in Peace Free Station for $313,000, 2012. 20 years later, the average home is selling for $521,000, which means homeowners in Peace Free Station have collect collectively gained $150 million in equity. Let me say that again. Those 717 homeowners in Peace Free Station have collectively gained $150 million. Now, I'm not saying to have $150 million in equity should be all of our goals as homeowners, but the reality is that's $150 million more that those 717 homeowners have under their direction that they can use to pay down debt, to buy new property, to pay for college education, to do all of the things that you might need to do with the equity in your home. And I think that is fascinating. Don't forget, if you are the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, only one way to make sure of that, and that's to get a school chimp report. Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on school chimp, put in a little information about the school you'd like to research and a school you'd like to compare it to, or just let it compare your one high school to, to the average high school in Metro Atlanta. And it will give you all of the information you need to have a very accurate ranking or rating of the school. And it'll give you all the demographic information you're interested in, as well as all of the real estate data, all in one place, no cost or no obligation. And don't worry, we're not gonna spam you once you put in your email. If you're searching for homes for sale and you feel like you show up a day late and a dollar short in all cases, you're probably searching on the wrong website. What I suggest you use is suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. Why? Pulls listings from both listing services in Metro Atlanta, and it could be that the one listing that you need to see is in the listing service that is not connected to the website you're using currently. So if you want to see everything, you want to make sure you get all opportunities, suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com is a way to do it. Rivian, new electric vehicle manufacturer, planning to spend $5 billion in Morgan and Walton counties east of Atlanta to build a new factory that will create 7,500 jobs and will be capable of churning out 400,000 electric vehicles per year. 
That's great. Love to hear that. Love to have the economic development, especially in an area where you don't have as many jobs today as are probably necessary. But Rivian cannot sell its vehicles directly to Georgia consumers. Now, just like Tesla, when they moved to the state of Georgia, and this is not unique in the state of Georgia, I think this is very common in many states throughout the country. Um, automobile dealers cannot sell cars, automobile manufacturers cannot sell cars directly to consumers. They have to go through dealers. When Tesla came to Georgia, they carved out a special exception for them for five locations, and they passed a law that says you can sell as a manufacturer directly to a consumer, provided you have service facilities in the state of Georgia. And so I can't tell you whether Georgia should make an exception for this or shouldn't make an exception for this, but I do believe myself that it's kind of weird to have a restriction on a company that's bringing $5 billion worth of investment and 7,500 jobs uh, to create such a high-tech piece of equipment that would have an extra layer, an added layer. Now, the Georgia Automobile Dealers Association, which is a very, very powerful lobbying group, is opposed to that change. And it makes sense to me because they don't want to cut out the middleman. The association claims direct sales could threaten the jobs of 30,000 people in a state in the state that are employed at dealerships. So I will certainly leave that for you guys to decide. I just think it's interesting that you've got something going on in the state of Georgia that could have such an impact on the state. And yet that driver of all that economic impact would not be able to deal directly with Georgia consumers. If you knew upfront what to look for in a flip or an iBuyer home or an investor home before making an offer, would it calm your fears? Would you continue through the process anyway, hoping to set aside funds for future problems that might arise? Or would you just be worried that you were going to experience the next shoe to fall, whether it's six months or a year or 30 days into it, that you were going to learn something that you wish you had learned before? Not all houses for those buyers out there looking are created equal. And if a home has been flipped, it is quite possible that the quality of the work is less than desirable. In today's market, sometimes they can just put a Band-Aid on it or slap some lipstick on it and they can sell it. And some of the biggest uh, iBuyers and flippers of homes in the country are getting themselves in different states in trouble for not making sure they give the opportunity for buyers to go in with eyes wide open. So warning signs, if you look at a home and the work, the quality of the work just looks bad, uh, I would say that's a warning sign. If you are in a situation where a seller does not want you to do any inspections. Now, if they are willing to let you do inspections uh, and won't let you ask for repairs, that's a different story, but you need to be able to go in eyes wide open. So even if you agree to buy a home as is with no due diligence period in the state of Georgia, my recommendation is that you still hire a home inspector during the first X number of days of the contract, make sure that's in there. Even if you have to put in there, hey, I'm not gonna ask you for repairs, regardless of what I find, you need to go into a situation eyes wide open. Norman in Duluth says, it seems there are a lot of homes listed on the market through Zillow, Open Door, and OfferPad. Aren't these considered flipped homes? Uh, and should we consider them a flipped home? And I would say the answer is yes. Uh, even though it's been flipped by a big, big company, you still have to be aware of shoddy work. Again, in the state of North Carolina, Open Door almost lost their brokerage license because they were not being open and honest uh, with the consumer. Now, I'm not bad-mouthing Open Door. I think Open Door and OfferPad uh, are both good, reputable companies trying to do a good service for uh, the consumer in the United States of America. But I say buyer beware.
You've listened to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We'll be back next Saturday at 9 a.m. And we look forward to talking to you then, Atlanta. Have a great week.